You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. I do want to uh, briefly talk about um, the, the rest of these teams and some of these other moves that happened and how it will impact the Knicks moving forward, because there's a lot that went down. So uh, you had the, the massive move where Kevin Durant was shipped to Phoenix, and I do Got to give one more for the road for KD because. Tell me a little something, KD. Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks. Don't you regret not coming to the Knicks. I had to do that because I know uh, Knicks fans are still reveling in the fact that uh, the Brooklyn KD era is over. So uh, Durant shipped to Phoenix for Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first-round picks, and a 2028 pick swap trade. Of course, like I said, ends. The KD Kyrie era in Brooklyn for good. They are now in the complete rebuild mode in Brooklyn. Meanwhile, the Lakers reshaped much of their roster with two major moves. Russell Westbrook, a 2027 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick was sent out in a three-team deal with Utah and Minnesota that brought them back. D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jarrett Vanderbilt. They also traded Patrick Beverly to Orlando for Mo Bamba. There were other key moves. Yeah, the Clippers adding Bolton's Highland. Eric Gordon, Mason Plumley in multiple deals. Jay Crowder, who was sent to Brooklyn, eventually got sent to Milwaukee, which is, I think, where he's from. Definitely where he played uh, college basketball at at, uh, at uh, Marquette. So they had him. They've been looking to get him for a couple of years. Now he's finally a buck. Uh, the Raptors, I think, surprisingly, most people were not sellers. They sent out a 2024 first-round pick to bring back Jakob Pertl from the San Antonio Spurs. And then the Warriors uh, traded back for Gary Payton II, a player who was a free agent that they did not sign, um, and now he's back. They traded five second-round picks, and they now uh, have Gary Payton II and James Wiseman, as uh, Tommy mentioned, in that deal. He got sent to Detroit. So let's start with KD. How shocked were you by the KD news when it happened? I uh, wasn't shocked. I, I think we saw the writing on the wall. And actually, credit to our um, WFAN Odyssey compadre, Evan Roberts, uh, obviously a big Nets fan. He nailed it. Uh, he called uh, the the the, net, the, uh, um, uh, the KD to Phoenix trade the, the morning of, basically yeah. all the players involved. Um, and, yeah, I mean, listen, once, once Kyrie was gone, we know KD wanted to go to Phoenix um, in the offseason. He, he was looking to get traded, uh, wanted out of Brooklyn. Um, I, so I wasn't shocked in that respect. Um, but looking, you know, from from 2019 to 2023 to see the Nets, you know, walk away with one playoff series victory um, and just 16 games played together by Kyrie and KD uh, and Harden, only 74 games by by the two of them. Um, just in a, a just an unbelievable turn of events to see see to see the way it all turned out. Um, anytime you trade KD, it's devastating to a franchise still playing at a very high level. That being said. Um, I understand where the Nets were coming from. I think it's actually a good deal in 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 the in the sense that they had to if they had to move him, getting a player like Mikael Bridges, a young potential All Star caliber three and D wing, maybe one of the best three and D wings in the league, um, made a lot of sense. They got some draft capital back. Um, really, in the big picture, the thing. The, the KD era, the KD Kyrie big three era, the trade that really haunt will haunt them is the, is the Harden deal. Um, yeah. Giving, giving up four unprotected first round picks and two pick swaps. Um, the Nets, uh, the Rockets completely control the Nets draft from now until 2027. Um, the Nets also gave up Jared Allen and Karis LeVert. Um, that's the one that, that really comes back to bite them. Then they had to trade Harden 
two, you know, they, they obviously Harden demanded the trade. They traded him to Philly, got back Ben Simmons, who was two years and $79 million up on his contract. He is lost. I mean, he's a, it, it just, it, 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 one of the, uh, probably the worst contract in the NBA at this point. Um, right. So just a nightmare situation, how, how that whole thing has, has played out. Um, but again, they, you know, they were backed into a corner. Sean Marks did what he had to do. Um, you know, getting the, you know, Cam Johnson's a good player. They flipped the, you know, uh, yeah. Crowder. Um, so I understand where the Nets were coming from. Um, but uh, yeah, just a, an amazing turn of events. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would say like shocked, probably not the word I would say, but definitely stunned to just see it. Cause it's kind of just, it's just stunning to see a player, the caliber of Kevin Durant and all the hoopla that came with his move to Brooklyn. And you see on your notification, I was up at 1 a.m. when it dropped. That Kevin Durant was being traded to the Phoenix Suns, the team that we had heard rumored that he wanted to go to this offseason that the Nets were trying to block him from. It's stunning just to see because you're just like, wow, you know, even though, you know, this is a Knicks podcast with Knicks fans, I know we're New Yorkers. So, you know, we're immersed in, you know, this KD era in Brooklyn and what it was supposed to be. And to see it come end so sadly, a team that had a lot of success this season. I mean, at one point they had to have 12 game winning streak. Uh, they they got red hot and and to see that they're now in teardown mode, all because of Kyrie Irving, really, and that's that's what it comes yeah. down to. If Kyrie Irving doesn't do anything, he just keeps his nose uh, clean. Um, they, then this they probably just play the season out, and we see what happens. Maybe they make the finals, maybe they don't. But uh, Kyrie, or if, or, just, or, or if he even gets vaccinated the start of last season, oh yeah, the three, yeah, exactly. the three of them—that's the greatest off collection of offensive talent. You know, you can imagine the, the, do they win the championship? You know, maybe not because maybe Kyrie does something else stupid uh, right, besides yeah. not getting vaccinated. But it's just it it, it the, the, that for that to have happened, then yeah, to your point, they'd won eighteen to twenty at one point, and like a, a week ago, people were talking they got a chance to win the championship again. You know, Boston's playing better, and um, but again, as, as far as KD in particular is concerned. I the reason another reason not to be shocked is he he had a great thing going in OKC. He abandoned them for the 73 wins Warriors team. Then he wins two titles with the Warriors and is in that great culture and Steph Curry and Clay and then leaves them yeah. to go to Brooklyn. He follows Kyrie of all people to Brooklyn. Now at least he's in Phoenix, doesn't have to be the leader, a little more, you know, Monty Williams and Chris Paul and Devin Booker. He can kind of blend into the background and just let his play do the talking, which is probably best for him. Yeah, so uh, so he he goes, and you know, I'll be very interested to see what the if he has success in Phoenix, and they win a title. How that story would be written? I, I don't think necessarily. I think Kevin Durant's legacy will be very much a a kind of asterisk by his championships. I really do. I just I, I think that you look at the fact that he couldn't get it done in OKC. He went to the seven three one Warriors, and he was great there. He was a Finals MVP there twice. No one's questioning how great he was there, but he goes to a team that was already a championship caliber team and he just makes them better. Then he tries to do it on his own again. He tries to uh, pair up with another guard and say, okay, we're going to build something somewhere else. A, a team that we thought was set up to win a championship and they win one playoff series. I, I just think if he goes now to the Suns and he goes and helps Devin Booker win a title, all that, that's all that will be to me. It will be that he helped Devin Booker win his first championship a guy who's been holding it down in Phoenix and uh, is deserving of a title. He'll help Chris Paul get his first title. That's what it would be. It wouldn't be KD got his third ring. Where did, like None of that matters to me at this point. Like I, like I and, and he says it doesn't matter to him, but yet he responds to every single person on Twitter that tells him that it should matter. So I, I think it probably does matter to him a little bit. But, yeah, I, I, I don't even fall necessarily for 
I, I did this summer when he wanted to go to Phoenix. I don't even fault him at this point for wanting to go to Phoenix only because of just Kyrie tearing everything down the way he did. But now that this has happened, it, 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 I, no one can deny how great after talent he is. But when it comes to the, the greatest of all time, the greatest champions, like he, he's just not on that list to me. He's not. He's just he's in another class of other really great players who didn't win titles. But and we're not, I'm not talking about as goats or anything like that. Um, when it came to some of these other deals, the winners of this trade deadline, I, as you noted, I really liked what the Lakers did. Uh, it's funny. I was having a long conversation with my brother, Kendall Stewart, who's a co-host of mine on New Generation Sports Talk a podcast I do. And it wasn't a podcast. It was a phone call. And he hated that. He hated the Lakers trade because he's like, at what point do you look at, you know, I know you only gave up one first round pick, but now it's another two years where you can't do any trades with your own first round picks. And you got back you know, role players essentially. But I mean, when you got a LeBron James, who's 38 years old, whatever he is, you got AD who we know is, you know, fragile, but you know, you hope that you can just kind of keep him healthy for one playoff run. And you send back, send out that tragic point guard trio of Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, and Patrick Beverly, you net Rui Hachimura, Russell, Beasley, Vanderbilt, and Mo Bamba. I mean, that's really good maneuvering. You only gave up one first to do that. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't slander Rob Polinka today. Like I think that that he did a pretty good job considering those uh, factors. Obviously, that they they have no cap space, no flexibility, and he still was able to reshape the roster. Yeah, I thought Polinka dug himself a massive hole and stayed in it for too long. But I give him credit for at least digging part part way out of it. Um, the pick they gave was also protected, um, top four or top five, I think. So 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 it makes some sense. In, yes. In that. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're in a, they're in a good spot, I think, but again, you know, the, the only, my issue is, is it too little too late? Um, I would have I liked this to be done in the summer. So they have a full season to integrate these guys. Now they got to integrate four rotation players in, in, in six weeks and they can't afford to lose, you know, you lose on a buzzer beater, you know, a game you play yeah. well and, and a, a LeBron sits out another game because of an ankle or AD, you know, uh, has a, has a scratch on his pinky finger. Like, you know, he's not going to play <laughs> the games, but like, that's that's the only thing, you know. You 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 got to have a little luck now to get just to get to the ten seed, let alone the six seed, um, which I guess is still they're so tightly bunched. I guess it's possible, um, but extremely unlikely. Um, so you just got to get into that playing tournament, which isn't a guarantee. If they're in the playing tournament, they will be the most talented playing team in the short history of the playing tournament, and maybe you know for the next twenty years they'll they'll never be another. Yeah as talented team but whenever you're it's, it's a one and done thing that's that's a scary situation yeah yeah it will be so i think that it will be curious to see what the lakers how they shape up if they're able to find a way into that plan i said the good news is you know what i think you make a good point about how dire these wins and losses are down the stretch because yeah when you get to the trade deadline you also break like there's an assumption that oh we're at the halfway point like no we're way past the halfway point we're kind of more at the three-quarter line here at this point so there's very little games left. So it's not like, oh, we have a whole half of a season to figure out. We take a break at the trade at the all-star break, but it's so late into the season at this point now, especially with the Super Bowl being moved back. It's, it's now a, a week later than it used to be. Um, it, it's 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 do or die, really. So yep. it, a lot to a lot for them to adjust in a short amount of time. The Clippers move, interesting moves. Like I I I, I really like the guys they brought in. Highland, he must be a knucklehead in Denver because back he only gave yeah. up. He only got two seconds. Like he must have been causing major problems there. But the kid has talent. Eric Gordon, defender, clutch shot maker, really nice pickup there. Plumley, 
I think has had a very underrated season in Charlotte. I think in many ways he could fill the Isaiah Hardenstein role they lost when Isaiah Hardenstein joined the Knicks. I, I, I do wonder, first of all, John Wall, I mean, he couldn't stay healthy, and, and it seems like he's washed, so I get moving him. I was a little surprised they just, like, dumped Rich Jackson, like, and now they're talking about maybe bringing in Russell Westbrook. Like, I think Jackson's better than Russell Westbrook. So uh, is it worth giving up all these guys so that they could find a way to bring in, um, you know, Gordon Highland and Plumlee? Maybe. But I do wonder what they do at point guard now. But some of these other rotational guys they got, I think that they're good players. Like, I think that the Clippers now, team that I, I didn't take seriously as a championship contender. I don't know if I still necessarily take them seriously, but I think that they're at least a little more viable now with some of the guys they got. I really like what the Clippers did. I my two my my championship my finals pick coming into the season was the Bucks and the Clippers. Um, obviously, like the Bucks, love the Jay Crowder move. We'll see. He hasn't played in 270 days, but in theory, I, I like it. And again, second round picks. So, you know, Giannis isn't worried about that. Um, as far as the Clippers go, the point the, you're right about the point guard situation. They love Terrence Mann. Um, there was Zach Lowe. I yes. think reported that there was Fred Van Vliet was you know potentially in the block, and they wanted to hold on to Mann. I I would have got Van Vliet. Uh, you know, I would have moved high water to, to get FEV. I, I'm just a big Van Vliet fan. Um, but that being said, I really like the moves on the margins. Um, they need Kawhi and, and Paul George to play consistently. We'll, we'll see if they stay healthy. Um, but just in terms of, you know, fleshing out the roster, they already had some depth. Um, I really like the Clippers moves. And I think they're obviously a win now team made some win now moves. Um, and, uh, you, you're right. The Plumlee additions uh, really solid. Uh, Gordon is, is a good addition. We'll see what Bones Highland brings them. Um, but, uh, I, I like the Clippers. I think they're have elevated themselves in the conversation again. And when we talk about losers of this trade deadline, um, I don't really know what's going on in Toronto and Chicago, particularly those two franchises. Uh, Toronto, they've given up first round picks now. The Adjaka Pirtle. I mean, I, I mean, maybe they they know they're going to get a treasure trove of picks when they trade OG. Maybe this off season, but this doesn't seem like a team that's going anywhere this season. I don't know why they didn't sell off on some of these guys now when they have more draft picks available. Uh, to get probably, you know, the later you you wait, the more these guys are closer to their when their contracts expire. You would think their value could decrease as time goes on. So Toronto, I didn't really quite understand. I didn't quite understand uh, Chicago. Now maybe Chicago is just stuck where they are. Maybe there's nothing they can do considering you know Zach Levine's making two hundred fifty million dollars, considering uh, DeRozan at his advanced age, but. You know, they lose to a Nets team that had nine rotation guys, nine lineup guys uh, playing last night, guys who were active. Um, and, and you kind of wonder where they're going. And there was rumors they were trying to to, to sell off uh, Levine to the Knicks. The Knicks weren't having it. Uh, two teams to me that's kind of just look directionless right now. Agreed. Uh, as far as winners, I think the Knicks were another winner because they didn't trade for Zach yeah. Levine. That, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that, agree. That made me nervous. Um, I, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, the rap. The, the one thing I'll say is, as far as the Knicks are, you know, the, on a Knicks podcast, is the Raptors improved. Jakob Pertl's a good center. Um, if the Knicks play the Raptors yeah. in, a, in a playing game, um, that that's that's a, another. You know, we and we've seen they've had problems in the past. Um, but yeah, the, I don't know what the Bulls are doing, um, and they're uh, but they're not uh, not not wise. I wouldn't say wise decisions. And and I and I'll be honest. I mean, the Warriors. They got and GP two is he was a very valuable piece for them, and I think he will help them. But this is a guy they could have signed, yeah. and they didn't sign him because they didn't want to pay the luxury tax. Now they're gonna pay it anyway. Um, I, I didn't I didn't quite understand that. 
And now you get up James Watson, your guy who drafted number two, to bring him back. It, it, it seemed it looked like to me this is one of one of those examples where like I'd say you know if this were the Knicks, yes. <laughs> we'd be saying something different. Like Tim Hardaway, this happened, and all we heard was that the Knicks were you know trading for a guy they could have resigned. Uh, when they traded, when they traded for Dennis Smith. This is a guy they could have drafted. Here, the Warriors essentially doing some Knicks stuff, and you know, no one seems to really care about it. But I don't really like how they do this. And Wiseman was drafted in between Anthony Edwards and Lamelo Ball, and right, so that was a mistake, initial mistake that they made. So, I mean, again, they're a team that only cares about winning championships at this point. So, okay, Peyton should help, but not good asset management by Bob Myers and company with the Golden State Warriors. So uh, last note on this before we get out here, I know we're running a little long. Uh, Knicks and how they shape up in the East. Like now that you've seen kind of where the, the the landscape has changed in the NBA, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. I, I think the Knicks are in really good shape. And we didn't mention them as a loser, but I mean, Miami did nothing. Miami has a disaster point guard situation. Yep. They had some bad contracts that are just sitting on their, <laughs> their roster, not playing, and they did nothing. We know the Nets now are probably going to about to just hit the tank, we think. like. I look at the Knicks and say they, they should make the playoffs. Like, if they don't make the playoffs, in my opinion, I think that that's a disappointment. Like, uh, Miami's holding off for dear life. The Brooklyn Nets are, are faltering. And now you're trying to hold off the teams that are behind you who you do have a little bit of a leg up on right now. And they got to get in. They got to find a way to get in. They got to find a way to get one of these top six spots. Agreed. Now, at this stage of the game, with Hart, with the Nets doing what they did and with the Heat standing still, I would say the, it would be a disappointment now if the Knicks don't get at least the six seed five seed isn't, you know, uh, you can get greedy, but avoid the play in tournament that that should be the goal right now. And it's a very reachable goal. In fact, it should be expected. And I think that if they are able to, especially get that five seed, you're talking about a matchup with Cleveland. I I mean, I think the Knicks now you say, okay, this gets interesting. Can you win a series? Because I think that, you know, those top three teams, you say, okay, maybe you're not beating those teams. They've seen the Knicks. We've seen the Knicks play against Cleveland this year, three times. Knicks competed. Great in all three games. They won two of them at home. Knicks have been a terrible home team this year, but they've beaten up Cleveland at home. And the game they won on the road, they played on the road, it was a very close game. And that was before they had, they didn't have Josh Hart, obviously. So uh, I think there's reason to be optimistic about how the Knicks season could end this season uh, prior to this trade deadline, not just because of what the Knicks did, um, but uh, now because of what some of the other teams did or didn't do. So a uh, really fascinating season to, to kind of uh, watch. We'll be watching all of it down the stretch as we come down to the last about you know month and a half, two months, well, about two months left in this NBA season. So it should be very exciting. 